you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we are studying the first 14 chapters of the book of Acts in a study entitled The Power of the Holy Spirit Through the Churches. During this study, we will observe how the Holy Spirit worked through the churches in Jerusalem to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. So, grab your copy of the Winter 2022-23 through 23 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for January 1, 2023 is entitled, Persecution Causes Churches to Pray. It comes from Acts chapter 4, verses 15 through 20, and verses 22 through 33. The key verse, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. The application, the student will conclude that the prayers of God's people, when they are persecuted, will summon the power of God to deal with his enemies. Seeking the context. Someone once said, when all else fails, pray. How many of us use prayer as a last resort instead of a first response? When we face overwhelming troubles, do we sink into despair or pray? When we are at a loss on what to do, do we give up or pray? When a big decision stands before us, do we seek all other counsel before God's? When we are struck with sickness and failing health, do we first pray and then seek medical help? Or do we seek medical help, and if that doesn't work, then we pray? Prayer must be our first response, and not our second, third, or last. Today's lesson continues from the previous in which persecution had hit the apostles and the Jerusalem church. The same Jewish leaders who had crucified the Lord came against Peter and John for preaching Jesus Christ. The persecutors were grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Acts chapter 4 verse 2. They imprisoned Peter and John and questioned them the next day. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, answered their questions with boldness telling them how the lame man of Acts chapter 3 had been healed. Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Acts chapter 4 verse 10. But Peter did not stop there. He also told them the important truth that all need to hear. There is salvation in no other name than the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 12. We pick up in Acts chapter 4, hearing how the Jewish council, the Sanhedrin court, conferred on what to do with Peter and John. Then we shall see how Peter and John responded to their threats. And finally, we shall hear the all-important prayer of the Jerusalem church. What a powerful prayer and strong reminder of just how powerful prayer is. Is prayer your first response to troubles and needs? And if not, why? Searching the text. Number one, the council confers. Acts chapter 4 verses 15 through 18. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, what shall we do to these men? 
for that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. This same council had previously conferred together against the Lord. They were the same group who had paid Judas Iscariot 30 pieces of silver to portray the Lord. Matthew chapter 26 verses 14 through 16. They sought false witnesses against the Lord. Verse 59. They stirred up the crowd to cry out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Luke chapter 23 verse 21. When Pilate found Jesus innocent. They were the ones who bribed the soldiers who witnessed the resurrection to say his disciples came by night and stole him away while he slept. Matthew chapter 28 verses 12 through 15. So the last thing we can expect from this council is the truth. But they had seen the truth and could not deny it. The miracle of healing of the lame man in Acts chapter 3 was undeniable. What they should have recognized was that this was the work of the Lord and submitted to his will. But they were way past that. Instead, they conspired to put an end to the preaching and spread of the gospel. They concluded to threaten Peter and John and commanded them to no longer speak or teach in the name of Jesus. This is not unlike the many enemies of Christ today. There is a loud voice shouting against our Lord Jesus Christ and seeking to end the influence of Christianity. They do not operate within the truth, but use the same weapons of intimidation, political power, and conniving. I suspect that both the council and the current enemies of Christ speak from a heart being convicted by, above sin. I know how uncomfortable conviction is and what links I went to silence it. When we are confronted with the violent voices screaming against our Lord, our faith, and our witness, remember that they are crying against the conviction in their own heart. Have you encountered someone who spoke angrily against the Lord, your faith, or your witness? What did you do? Number two, Peter and John respond. Acts chapter 4, verses 19 and 20, in verse 22. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. For the man was about forty years old, on whom this miracle of healing was showed. There was no hesitation with Peter and John, and their choice was crystal clear. They could not heed their threats, nor obey their commands. It was unthinkable for them not to speak what they had seen and heard. Much later John wrote, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 1, verse 3 Their entire lives were set on the testimony of Jesus Christ and salvation in his name. No threat or command of men would silence their voices. Instead, Peter and John turned their threats into a message about obeying God. They put what they were commanding into the right perspective. 
Peter and John said that this council was commanding them to disobey God, to obey them, and there was no way they would comply. Peter and John's words cut through the conniving of the council. How could these men who claimed to be God-fearing expect them to disobey God so that they could obey them? Now that is the way to answer the enemy. The implied question of Peter and John deserves an answer from the council and from us. Whom do we obey, God or man? Obeying man might mean an easier life. It might mean friendship and popularity. We might avoid persecution and other hardships, but disobeying God to obey men can cost us our rewards, if not our eternity. John wrote, wrote, Look to yourselves, that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. 2 John verse 8 And Jesus said, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew chapter 10 verse 28. The costs are too great to disobey God to obey men. Peter and John made their choice and would later say to this same group, We ought to obey God rather than men. Acts chapter 5 verse 29. Have we made the same choice? Have you been faced with the choice between obeying God or someone else? What did you do? Number three, the Jerusalem church prays. Acts chapter four, verses 23 through 33. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God which has made heaven and earth and the seas and all that it in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them. Peter and John was released from the Sanhedrin court, and they returned to the Jerusalem church. The phrase, their own company, verse 23, indicates that the Jerusalem church members were the people of Peter and John, unlike the men of the Sanhedrin. This highlights the importance 
a church fellowship in the midst of suffering. A church family is to be a safe haven to members who face troubles and challenges in the world. After Peter and John reported the happenings of that day, the members of the Jerusalem church lifted up their voice to God in prayer. With one voice and one accord, they prayed to the one and only omniscient God of creation. There is a great power in the prayer of a unified church reaching out to the Almighty God. They praised God and sought His power and protection as they continued to witness for Him. Their persecutors, the Sanhedrin court, had limited power, but God is all-powerful. Their prayer was focused on the Word of God. They prayed the words of Psalm 2 in verses 21 and 22. Their prayer expressed their confidence in God that no one, not kings or rulers, can stop the work of God. They might rage against God, but it is a vain thing. They can stand up and gather against the Lord, but nothing will come of it. We too should learn to pray the truths of Scripture. It is good for us to hear the Word of God, understand it, and then incorporate it into our prayers. Then their prayers move to the events of Jesus' life. Herod, Pilate, Gentiles, and Jews gathered against the Lord. Likely the reference to Herod points back to the events of slaying the male children of Bethlehem, two years old and under. Herod's efforts to destroy Jesus failed and fulfilled scripture. Luke chapter 2 verses 16 through 18. Pilate was convinced of Jesus' innocence, but succumbed to Jewish pressure to crucify the Lord. Matthew chapter 27 verses 22 through 24. The Jews, who despised all Gentiles, teamed up with them to crucify Jesus. What lengths evil men will go to so that they can accomplish their evil goals. But the efforts of these enemies of God to destroy Jesus only work to fulfill God's plan of redemption. Peter said it previously, Him being delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Acts chapter 2 verse 23. It was the determined purpose in the foreknowledge of God to crucify Jesus for the sins of humanity as Christ is the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Revelation 13 verse 8. These evil men were the instruments that God used to fulfill his plan. They meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Genesis 50 and verse 20. God used the vilest act of humanity, the killing of Jesus, and turned it into our greatest victory, the salvation of our souls. With great confidence in the Lord, the Jerusalem church did not ask for relief from persecution, but boldness to preach the word of God in the face of persecution. Acts chapter 4 verse 29. As a sign that God was listening, the place was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. God answered their prayer positively as they spoke the word of God with boldness. Verse 31. God gave them great power and great grace to continue to witness for Jesus. We can learn a great lesson here. Instead of always praying for personal comforts and the easy way, we should pray that God would empower us to stand boldly to proclaim the word amidst difficulties and inconveniences. It might be God's will for the difficulties to remain. 
This in no way limits our ability to witness for him. In fact, it might just motivate our witness and enhance it. What God did for the Jerusalem church in that day, he will also do for us. How might the difficulties you face today increase your ability to witness for the Lord? Setting the application. Lord, thou art God. Acts chapter 4 verse 24. What assurance we have in knowing that nothing is beyond the power and control of God. What a wonderful privilege we have to boldly approach God's mighty throne of grace to find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. The Jerusalem church declared their faith in God that no one could overpower the work of God. Heathen might rage, kings and rulers might gather against them, but God could not be stopped. They knew that God had given them the power to continue his work. If persecution went along with that, then God would work it out so that the troubles would increase their ability to witness. What great faith and boldness. We also need this kind of faith and boldness. In my life, it has been quite easy to be a Christian and to witness, but it is getting harder. Our world is growing more and more wicked and anti-Christian. It is becoming more common to hear of Christian truth and morality being called racist, bigoted, hate speech, and even illegal. Shall we too be imprisoned like Peter and John were for preaching the gospel? If so, let us pray that God will give us boldness to speak God's word in the face of persecution. How do you think you would respond if speaking the word of God becomes illegal in our country? Thank you for joining us in another lesson in the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue going through Acts 1-14, through observing the power of the Holy Spirit through the churches. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.